Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. Hello, I'm Jules Bonherp. And I'm Sarah Powell. Welcome to a live edition of Wobble in association with Birdie. And this is actually, this is really special because not only is it live at Birdie HQ, this is the last episode in this current series of Wobble. Okay, so we are live here. We've got the most tremendous panel. Oh, God, aren't they gorgeous? Look at them there, just stunning. So let's introduce ourselves. So for me, for the audience, if anyone doesn't know who I am, I'm Jules Von Hepp, co-founder of Violet Paradise, but also co-host of Wobble. Yes, absolutely. And I'm Sarah Powell, and I'm a presenter and a wedding celebrant. Um, and also, I am the other co-host of Wobble. So I'm Amy Lawrenson, and I'm the editorial director of Birdie UK. Hi, I'm Felicity Hayward, and I'm a curve model and founder of Body Positive Movement. That's quite... It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> Self-love brings beauty. Hi, I am Danielle Pisa. I am the creator of the Danielle Pisa Method and a, an ex-professional dancer and uh, all things body positivity. Yes, yes good with a yes. fist in the air there, I Danielle. Love. Body positivity, <laughs> taking it up. Um, so just in case there are people here who haven't listened to Wobble, it is our podcast series. So we have a main podcast, which is Jules and Sarah, the podcast, which we like to think of as feel-good nonsense, um, which we do. So we meet up every week and we chat about nonsense and then that's our podcast. And what was amazing for us is that our listeners, who we refer to as the Port Salou crew, because we talk about cheese and Port Salou so much, um, <laughs> they started to write to us. We, we have a PO box and, and they started to actually physically write us letters and cards send us really tasteless magnets and things like that. But it was the same message every time that we got from our listeners of, you guys are making us feel great. Yeah. And you guys are really lifting us up. And so we started to think about what our passions were, weren't they? I'm very passionate about body confidence. I've worked in space hunting for a long time. Sarah, you are very open about... Yeah, I've talked a lot about my own mental health. So I've had anxiety for a long time, which I've written about and talked about. And we just found, like Jules said, that people kept writing in. The same message was, I'm going through something bad or I'm going through something difficult and you've made me feel a bit better. Um, So we wanted to really sort of do something around that. So we decided, after a lot of bottles of sherry, that we would start (laughs) a podcast series called Wobble because... Everybody wobbles. Everybody physically wobbles and everybody mentally wobbles. And that's something that we're going to talk a lot uh, with our divine panel um, tonight. So, Amy, I mean, obviously, Birdie. Birdie was a lovely fit for us to do a wobble live with. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, on Birdie, we just, I mean, if you look around the room, we all look completely different. All different shapes, sizes, colours, and that's what we celebrate on Birdie. Like, it's, we want everybody that comes to Birdie to feel really welcome and just enjoy the website and feel really empowered. And I think that's what you guys do so well on your podcast as well. Well, that's very kind, David. Actually, it's very kind. <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you at Birdie, because you've got a big responsibility, you've got to tackle issues of inclusivity, you've got to talk about body positivity, mm. self-love on your platforms. How, how do you tackle it? How do you go about it? I mean, I think we start at just the very, the very basics. Like we are a beauty website, so we do things like, you know, just all of our imagery. We try to make sure that it's as inclusive as possible, that you come on the site and it's not all one type of woman or one type of person. We also even do sort of features like if we're doing a foundation roundup, like the basics, you just make sure there is a foundation in there for everyone. Mm. And if we put a foundation in there that isn't, doesn't maybe come in that many shades, we'll call it out, we'll say this is a good foundation, but it's a bit crap that it just comes in three shades. I don't write the word crap, but you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is crap. That, but, but it is crap. But I think it is, it is such a responsibility from a magazine yes. to really, you are the flag flyers, I think, of, you know, inclusivity is so important. Yeah. And actually, like, when I was growing up, I remember reading magazines. I used to read women's magazines, so I just liked them. I liked the pretty images. Yeah. Classic. Uh, <laughs> it was always that feeling of I, did, I didn't belong in that world. Oh, I mean... And I think now there's such a responsibility for mags to make the readers feel included. Yeah. I mean, when I got a job at L, that was my first job, I was so shocked because I had read magazines. I had a very odd relationship with magazines growing up because it was like they'd make me feel awful but I still loved reading them like I'd feel like I was fat I would like didn't have a stomach like Britney Spears yeah um, I didn't smile I didn't have the same smile that like they all have these like amazing cheesy smiles these models I don't have a smile I'm like Chandler in that phrase <laughs> um, so yeah so I think it, it was when I got my job I was like oh wow I've infiltrated like the mothership. Wow. And so, yeah, so I think over, over the years, I've really felt kind of a responsibility not to make anyone feel like that reading Birdie or reading any features that I write. Yeah. Definitely. And how was it when you were on the other side? Like, how tricky was it to sort of, like, champion that point of view? I mean, I think it's... It's not that hard. I think I probably, when you're younger and you're just sort of writing the features that you write, I think definitely times have changed. And I think when I first started, I was just like, oh, I'm going to do this gallery and it's just like, I'm going to put in the things that I like. Whereas now, you know, I've grown as an editor and as a writer. And also, you know, we're just all becoming much more inclusive and that's like how it should have always been. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, You kind so, of yeah. can't, I can't believe that it's it, it crazy. wasn't at like it is now. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't. It was so narrow, wasn't yeah. it? That, that the, the body shape, the body type. Yeah. And I remember really clearly being in the gym the one time that I was ever in the gym. <laughs> and I was, I must <laughs> have been, I know, yeah. <laughs> and I was 19, but I, and, I, and the, the music videos were on. And I remember seeing Rihanna there's somebody to compare yourself to if you're gonna do and I really remember thinking that is what I've got to look like yeah. that's the goal I look like this and anything between this and that is unacceptable and it really like that was a but then at the same time I remember going to Tesco afterwards and thinking Nobody looks like Rihanna in here. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody actually looks like that. The best uh, thing that ever happened to me was actually going backstage at Fashion Week 
because I saw these models and I was like, oh, you're a completely different species. If I yeah. lose half a stone, I'm not going to look like you. So it yeah. kind of, that was actually quite good for me. Yeah, was that a relief? It, yeah, it was kind yeah. of like, a, oh, okay, so if I lose seven pounds, I'm not going to become Giselle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but there is that perception. Yeah. If I lose weight, eventually that's what I'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, lovely Danielle. Um, now, you and I have been friends for a long time and we've had so many chats about body confidence because you are, I mean, how did you get into being what you're doing now? You're a dancer. Yeah, so for the last 10 years I've been a dancer. Um, although I do feel a little bit like a fraud still calling myself a dancer because I haven't actually done a dance job for about 18 months now. Um, because, you know, I, did a t I had a 10 year career as a dancer. I started off in ballet which can be quite brutal, being at a ballet college. Mm. Um, not quite as brutal as like Black Swan, where they're like hacking a chunk of bands. But you know, the, the discipline and, and the pressures that can be put on you. So you know, from quite a young age, I was, the world that I was in was very much about what you look like. Mm. Um, you know, disclaimer, I genetically am slim. My parents, you know, it's just, I, I don't need to apologize for that, but that's just kind of, I've always kind of been quite slim. Yeah. Um, so I, I found it easy to not get sucked in by that pressure um, and by that discipline, maybe mm. how some other people at my college did. But it was an eye opener to see the effect that it can have on people. And also to make me realize, okay, I'm fortunate that it's not getting to me, but God, look at what it can do to people. I want to make sure that that never happens to me. And also anyone that I care about, they never get, they never feel how I've, I've seen some of my peers at college yeah. have felt. Um, so from there, I went into like the commercial dance world, so like backing dancing, which does involve minimal costumes and kind of maximum exposure when you're, you know, shaking it behind Robbie Williams on stage in front of like 20 million people so worldwide. actually my dream. <laughs> so that was kind of where for me, the, the body confidence part of it came in. It was like, okay, this is my job now. You're literally shoved a costume in your face, wear that, go out there and do your thing. And you, you have to own it. Um, so I kind of, I had to learn to be a lot more body confident. Um, but I think a lot of people struggle to understand it for me because they would look at me and say, but you're skinny, so what's the problem? Mm. They, they, they couldn't understand that just because you are skinny, you can't have you know, body confidence issues, you can't be mm. insecure. Um, and that was kind of something that I, again, kind of struggled with trying to get my message across. And then when I created Daniel Pisa Method, which is essentially a fitness and workout method that's been inspired by my training as a dancer. Mm. So our hashtag is train like a dancer. Um, but it's not about looking a certain way. It's not about being skinny. It's not about losing weight. Any. It's about actually feeling empowered, feeling confident, working out because you like to exercise, because you get enjoyment out of it. I always want my events and classes to be very social. I want you to come along with your girlfriends, guy friends, have a really good time. It's more about the inside feeling you get and if there's an added benefit that you're also being, you know, fit and active, which is just good for ourselves in general, you know, like keeping the heart healthy, then that's just an added bonus as well. But for me, it is about kind of, you know, mentally and kind of inside feeling good, feeling confident, regardless of whatever size you are, just feeling, you know, body yeah. positive and, and happy. Because I think um, when you touched on being a dancer and having to wear very little clothing, although, yes, standing behind Robbie Williams and just thrusting things around for me is the dream. But, like, I think 
that sounds also terrifying. Like, how how does it make you feel? As you know, how did it make you feel having to just put? Did you just put the clothes on and get on with it? Or is those moments as a dancer where I, I would imagine it's a kind of career where you're comparing yourself to other people in the dressing room? Oh, constantly, yeah. Um, I mean, I've lost count the number of times I cried because people would hand me a costume and the bra wouldn't fit me, but they don't care because I'm just a dancer. You know, I'm not yeah. Rihanna, I'm not Britney Spears, they're not gonna go and tailor making me a costume. If I don't fit into the Primark bra that they've given me with sequins all over it, tough. I, yeah. have, I have to make it work, basically. So yeah, it was, it was challenging in that sense, and I was really fortunate that all my other dance friends, you know, we're, you know, little girl gang, you know, supporting each other, and someone's got to hang up over this, someone's got to hang over that, but at the end of the day, it is kind of like, right, crap aside, we're there to do a job, and so I've got to go on, I've got to do my job, hope that I'm not overexposing anything, and that, you know, the, the show's going to have to be pulled, because actually there's a dancer in the background with a boob hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That. But then at the end of the day, it's not actually my problem. I've been, I've put a costume on that I've been mm. told to put on. But yeah, no, definitely, there were definitely tears shed over some of my costumes. Yeah, Felicity, because obviously, hi, babes. <laughs> um, you've been modelling, so presumably in a sort of similar way, you yeah. have to turn up and wear what they tell you to wear. How was that for you? I mean, it's 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 kind of different, but it's the same thing in the in the plus size world. Um, you do just have to wear whatever you're given and be confident in in that thong, in that bra. Um, You saying that, you know, you have body confidence issues. And it is the way that the media looks, for example, at me and you, and they'll be like, she's unhappy, she's happy. That's the way the media looks at everyone nowadays, and it's so wrong. Yeah. It's so wrong. And I started my campaign, Self Love Brings Beauty, because I was sick and tired of every time I got interviewed, every time I got a piece of press, Everyone wanted to talk about my weight. Like I did a MAC campaign, I was the first curvy girl that was like a non-celeb or celeb's daughter to do a MAC campaign. And everyone just wanted to be like, oh, so how many times do you work out? How much do you... They wouldn't ask you that question if we were in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start something that I think that that person that interviewed me has insecurities. If they're having to ask me those questions. So I wanted to start something that was like, if... I can promote self-love in you, then you're not going to turn around and assume that just because I'm bigger that we have to talk about these things. Mm. Yeah, because it always, this goes back to what we were saying at the start, that 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 body type, that that narrow view was the only view. And something that I think has has, has opened up that conversation enormously is Instagram. And I know you both are, you know, hugely prolific on Instagram and and presumably you really enjoy it Mm. because you get to connect and things like that. Yeah, okay. Is it a tricky relationship then? I've personally really struggled with social media. Um, I mean, I would say maybe two years ago, I felt as though I'd hit rock bottom and was like, no, that's it, I'm done with social media, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the pressures that it puts on you. I can't deal with how it makes me feel. I also can't deal with what it does to people. Um, And I was on what people would say would be the good side of Instagram. Well, you're on a a million, over a million followers. Yeah. Yeah. So people would be, you know, the number of times, how do I get more followers? And I'm like, you don't want them because with that comes an added pressure, comes an added responsibility. You know, a, a lot of my, most of my following are female. Most of my following are 30 and, and under which I feel, you know, even you know, from 18 to 30 is a very impressionable age. That pressure that was put on me when I was still wasn't that sure of myself mm. and I was still kind of 
learning to be the best version of myself and then I've, I'm put in a position where I'm also meant to just know everything. People think that when you've got loads of followers, you just know everything and, and no, I, I don't know everything, which mm. is why now in the position that I'm in and after creating my method, like dance, I know. Like anyone come at me with a dance question, I've got it. But other things I haven't. So now on my website, I'm drawing from other experts um, and I'm, you know, I've teamed up with a nutritionist who works on Harley Street so that I can get her insight and then a self-love coach to get their insight because I think people on Instagram, especially, they love to preach, you should do this, you should do that, I know this and I know everything because I've got either a K or an M after the number of followers that I've got. And it's not how the world works and that's what I think for, for me and my following really what I want to let them know. I don't know everything, you shouldn't have to know everything, you can you know, take something from me, take something from someone else, and mm. that's how you then end up, you know, learning and growing and becoming the best version of yourself by taking these little nitbits from loads of different places. Yeah. Do either of you find it um, hard being influencers on Instagram? And we've talked a lot about comparison on Wobble. Yeah. Do you find it hard not comparing yourself to others? Because, you know, for us, even at the, you know, the bottom end of Instagram, constantly comparing, I'm sure everyone in this room is constantly comparing to someone else on Instagram. When you are the person that essentially you could be compared to, mm. are you comparing yourselves to other people? You would be lying if you said you didn't compare. Like, yeah. We all yeah. do. Yeah. We all do. But it's... I always say that if, you, if there's someone on Instagram that doesn't make you feel good about yourself, unfollow them. You have to because you end up on, like, Sunday night at 1am when you should be in bed, like... Why did they get that job? Why are they doing that? Why are they doing this? And it's like, we, own, we all have our own path mm. and our own journey. And you just have to really believe in yourself. Get, get, get rid. It's a really obvious oh, yeah. thing, isn't it? And it is amazing because I've done it when I've unfollowed people. And it's amazing. It just doesn't occur to you anymore. Like, it's such a relief. You're not yeah. getting triggered. And I loved I, one of your posts, um, Felicity, was that when you finally learn to love yourself, you realise that your body is a work of art. Yeah. I mean, that's such a gorgeous statement. And I think we talk about how to love yourself, and it's very easy to say it, isn't it? It's go, oh, you should just love yourself, love yourself. But it's hard, it's work, and it's sometimes hard work. And I, I wondered about your journey around it and, and what you'd kind of found that had helped you to get to that place. I mean, I was scouted in an East London pub dancing to Dinah Ross and asked if I'd do a shoot as Anna Nicole Smith. So this, <laughs> so this whole modelling thing, it was not something that I ever wanted to do or thought I could be involved in. And when, when the pictures came out, so the first shoot I did was with a photographer called Miles Aldridge and complete hero of mine. And when it came out, I was working um, behind a bar on a lesbian speed dating night, and I shouldn't have had my phone out underneath the table. But I got it out and had a message from Storm, um, an email from Storm saying, do you want to sign up? And I thought, someone is punking me. <laughs> someone is punking me. Did the details, no, fine, got signed. Was like one of the UK's first plus size models. And for me, I just thought at the start, this is a bit of fun. My nan's gonna love the pictures. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Leo, so I'm an automatic show off anyway. So this is brilliant. And when I started to get the reaction of the pictures, because there weren't no girls out there doing these high end mm. editorials, it was just some girl from Suffolk. And the reaction that I got of it was like all of these women being like, oh my God, if you can do it, I can do it. And it's actually my following that really kind of give me that confidence. I give them that confidence, but equally they give it back to me. Because it is something that's so profound of your Instagram is, and it, I, I look at your pictures especially, and I'm just like, how do you have the confidence to do this? And it is so inspiring. Like Danielle's not the Amy's not it. Like it is so like, 
gosh, I wish I could do it. Are there any days where you just think, I just don't want to do that? I love attention, babe. <laughs> <laughs> haters because inevitably when you get to the stage I mean you know everybody can get criticism but Instagram and and social media I mean it's a whole different world when you've got the amount of followers how do you how do you handle it I mean you must get it worse I assume just because you've got more following yeah and I've I've definitely done the wrong thing and responded in not the best way before I've learnt, <laughs> mainly because my mum has called me and said, what do you think you're doing? Which <laughs> <laughs> on social media. Um, and yeah, now, I, I mean, I still do enjoy responding, but with like the most sarcastic, but kind comment. Yep. Kill them like, with kindness. Oh, that's my favorite. I, I don't necessarily condone it, but I think, you know. Well, now and again, you have to let them know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah well, they've come to my page to do that. So what do they expect? I mean, the best thing is when I either don't respond or I respond with kindness, but then my following, who are like fiercely loyal, then all attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, you've done but that to yourself. Yeah. I think as well, people forget that you are a real person yeah. behind the following. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Away from Instagram, something that we've really spoken about on Wobble is self-love and taking the time out. And that's something that we've both really learned, isn't yeah. it? Oh, it's yeah. been amazing. I mean, well, we say we've had free therapy. We have had doing free wobble. therapy. It's been great. <laughs> um, but what do you do? What do each of you do to kind of give yourself that self-love, that moment of taking yourself away from everyone else and going, it's all about me for the next hour? Well, the girls are going to laugh at this because it's not all about me. It's about me and my cats. <laughs> talking about cats again. But, you know, if I'm having a stressful moment, I take myself or I leave my phone in another room and I just go and hang out with my cats. Lovely. And we just have a jolly old time. I've got one furry cat and I've got one naked cat. He's a sphinx. So we just, like, hang out together. And just that's like, takes me out of work. It takes me out of social media. It takes me out of doing, like, you know, anything sensible. And I sing to them as well. I make up songs. I've started recording the songs on my phone, so I've got them in case, you know, I don't know, I want to make up songs for a kids' show in the future or a jingle. You're banking that content. Yeah, I'm banking oh, it. Oh. When, I, when I write a book about my cats and yes. they become famous and then they need a jingle for their cartoon <laughs> show because they're like the new Peppa Pig. You know you said Chandler from Friends? Yeah. Maybe a bit more like Phoebe then. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> my boyfriend was like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> when you said you were recording them, I thought that was just because you couldn't be bothered to sing. Like, no, I'm not, but that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Bob it off. When I'm not feeling creative. Yeah. Sorry, Felicity. Go on. What do you do? I can't really switch off in London, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've always, like, got some post to do late at night or, like, an event. I have to go and see my grandparents or go to the seaside and turn my phone off and play bingo. 
Do you do that? Do you turn your phone off? Yeah. You have digital yeah. detox? It's very hard. I'm not going to pretend I leave yeah. it off for hours, like two, three hours. Still there. Because then I start getting anxiety that I'm going to get emails from my agent. Like, it, it kind of does never stop. But I have to kind of remove myself from London. So go see grandparents or go to the seaside. I love the idea, yeah, of you getting on the drive and then going, she's here again. She's had enough for London. Give us your phone. Um, I'm probably quite similar to Felicity. I do struggle to switch off. I know that my boyfriend's staring at me right now, being like, you never, ever switch off. Like, there's always something ticking over. But I think that that's also part of, like, the freelance world. Mm. You just don't know when something's going to crop up. Um, But I would say I exercise. I know that that might sound like a really annoying answer. But it's an hour where I know I'm not going to be on my phone. I am being told what to do by someone else, so I don't really have to think about what I'm going to do. Um, and I kind of get my endorphins going. I get my, I'm, I'm focusing on, on what I'm doing, the task at hand, so I don't have time to think about anything else. Yeah, I might come out on my phone, I might have loads of messages or emails, but for that hour or so, I've focused on myself. And I notice, and people around me notice, if I haven't exercised because I, I get quite jittery, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, a bit anxious. If I've even been, you know, two, three weeks and I've had quite a busy time, I've been traveling a lot and I haven't been able to exercise. For me, exercise is a lot about my own mental health and my own kind of like loving myself mm. and, and being kind of at peace with myself. So that's what I would say I try to do. I don't, I don't go to the seaside. That sounds like a much better idea. <laughs> <laughs> glamorous, but I don't think you're alone in that because we find that often when we do fitness content on Birdie, like Birdie is predominantly a beauty website, but we do sort of wellness and fitness content. But definitely anything that where it's about this workout's going to help you with anxiety, or it is, this is going to, you know, help your brain power for the day, or something that's like outside of what you physically look like, it mm. does really well for us. So I think people are trying to look for that kind of escape. Is there anything that you've heard whilst being an editorial director of like a self-help tip that would make, that's made you go, oh. Um, I did do meditation for quite a while and I found that really, really helped me. I went on a Vedic meditation course. So I got a mantra, which I'm not allowed to tell anyone what it is, but I did that for maybe like six months and that was similar, that people could really tell yeah. that I'd been meditating. So I think that's, that's something that I sort of, I do kind of always go back to. If I'm having like a, a stressful period, I'll go back to meditating. Yeah, meditating, I mean, I'm, yeah, I bang on about it all the time because it's been the thing for me, you know, it's really been the thing that I found that really makes a difference. And I know uh, people treat their mental health in lots of different ways. And for me, it wasn't going to be medication. Like it just, that's a decision mm. personally that I've made and I've got friends who use it and it's incredible for them. And, and but you know, you think, well, what am I going to use then? And actually I feel like meditation, I think for a long, long time, people thought it was still quite woo woo, you know, it was still quite, and, it, and, it, and it, it's profound, the change, mm. the shift that you have because you take yourself out of a situation which is always yeah just such a beneficial thing to do like the exercise or like going to the seaside or whatever it is you've taken yourself out and you can see things so much clearer mm. when you come back you go oh actually that's not that's just drama mm. that's not I don't need to sort of engage with that yeah. and it's a good use of time on your commute yeah. like I'm on the commute on the tube and at the moment I'm not meditating so what I do is I sit there and I wait until I get to the station and I'm like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, get the Wi-Fi refresh my emails and I go through this every station stop I'm doing this and it's just not a good way to start your day no. when I was meditating I was much I was much better to be around 
because people get scared about meditating in public and I love that you did it yeah. on your commute. You just put your headphones in and just... Yeah. Although I think people might, must have thought it was quite weird because um, the guy who... I mean, I know you probably think I already am now because the cat story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had this... The guy who taught us meditation said, get this app called Clocks and put it on your, on your phone and have it on your lap. So I was just this crazy woman at the end of the tube with a clock app, eyes closed, <laughs> just like this. People must have just been like, oh, she's a weirdo. The thing is, though, I think it's, it's you have to accept that we are all super busy. And yeah. it, like, you just have to take the moments yeah. whenever you can. I had to meditate the other week. I used the app Calm, um, and I had to do it on a train on the way to a meeting in Croydon, yeah. of all places. <laughs> and I had to sit on the train, and I was like, I'm going to have, I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. And I had to put the Calm on, and it just tells you to yeah. breathe. And I was sat there like, like having this moment, but you just have got to take that time out. You have out. to it find really, your... Yeah. I found it really does calm you down. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot on Wobble about systems, mm. haven't we? That you find the system, whatever it is, whatever bothers you, whether it's anxiety, whether it's got it's food, it's clothes, it's exercise, whatever you need, you can just find your system to to tackle something. Like we always say, you know, everybody wobbles and everybody's got their stuff. Mm. Um, and if you can find a system that works for you, so for you, yeah, it's mm. meditating. Mm. Which is... I just have to stick to things, I do find it. But you know, we're all human and you go through periods where you're really good at going to the gym and you're really good at doing your meditating and eating well. And then you go through times where you just sit in front of the Love Island drinking a Desperado. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, and it you is know. fine, but it is fine. And as long as you come back to it. Yeah, and you have to forgive yourself. I yeah. think you have to forgive that part of yourself as well. And we talk a lot about manifesting. Jules is a big fan of manifesting. I am. Big fan. There's a lot, certainly working for yourself, you, there's a lot of striving and there's a lot of achieving and also there's a lot of accepting failure mm -hmm. along the way. And what sort of failures have you experienced? What were the lessons out of them, do you think? Don't rush into everything just because other people might be doing it. You're all, I said this before, but you've all got your own path and do it at your own pace. And that's hard, isn't yeah. it? Because we get into that comparison. You know, Lucy Sheridan, who we had on Wobble, mm. does a lot of work around this, about the comparison thing. But I suppose it is coming back, like you say, coming back to that, that idea of stay in your lane yeah. and mm. just keep, keep on your own path. I suppose it is remembering to come back to that. Almost like reassuring yeah. yourself of why you decided like, why did you start to do what you're doing now? You had a, a reason mm -hmm. and you have a purpose. Re like, remind yourself of that, even if you physically have to say, right, I created my method because, you know, like, obviously how I said to you guys at the beginning, oh, the reason I did it was because of this and I want to make people feel great and da da da. Actually physically remind yourself of that because it is very easy to see other people either doing something similar to you and you kind of thinking, oh, well, hang on, maybe that works for them, so maybe I should, or, that's working really well for them, why am I not that, you know, as far as they are? And that's kind of the jealousy creeping in, but you have to, you have to be a bit selfish and remind yourself, well, actually, great for you, great for you. This is where I'm at, this is what I want to do. And you kind of have that reassurance, I think. And it's like what we were saying before we started recording is that often you, you're your own worst enemy and you, you can't see yourself as how other people see you. So I've seen people that have said like amazing things to me and I'm like, oh no, no, that can't be real. But it's like, so it is, it's just being able to kind of surround yourself with friends and people that are really kind of cheering you on and supporting you. 
and sort of being able to get their take on things yeah. is mm. really important. Because something we spoke about before we started recording, Amy and I were saying, and actually Danielle, you've sort of mentioned it as well, is that you said that you make yourself wobble. And we do because sometimes the way we speak to ourselves, I would never speak to another person no. the way I speak to myself. And something that I've found really helpful is to write it down because if you can write that down that voice in your head that's telling you something and it's horrible it can be so mean if you can write it down and look at it you're you can do you know what I mean it's laughable almost it becomes ridiculous that you would never say that to another person but let's see you're laughing do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to try that yeah try it, I've, it I, is a great tip yeah isn't it? yeah just follow them <laughs> I don't know. It's all just from wobble. It's all from doing wobble. So we do always ask. Oh, always. Wobble. What makes you wobble? My inbox makes me wobble. Definitely, my, I'm, a, I'm an email hoarder. And I went for years thinking that was normal and I was fine. And then for a feature, I cleared my inbox. Oh my word, I was like, this is life. Like, I was so happy, I felt so free. And it's just, yeah, so now it's like I've realised that actually I was just stressed for 10 years because of my inbox. I didn't even know I was stressed about. So definitely that makes me wobble. Felicity. Aside from my large bottom, um, <laughs> I would say my parents' view on my body really stresses me out. They're from a very small town and they really just want to comment on my health consistently. And every time I go back, I just get so infuriated. And are they really vocal about oh, it? Oh, very vocal, like I'm going to get diabetes and die. Wow. Yeah. But it's such a funny thing, because my mum's a size 20, and every time she goes, and she's been, she's been, you know, larger all of her life, ever since she was, like, she's known. And every time she goes to the doctor, every time she's got anything wrong, they go, it's because you're fat. And then they do the tests, they do the blood pressure, they do everything, and they're like, oh, actually, you're healthy. So, it, yeah, it must just be a cold, or it must be something else. You know, just because you're a certain size doesn't mean you're unhealthy. I mean, I've been going on a rant about BMI all of today, and your BMI, the BMI system is awful. Mm. And it's the same thing with your mum and the same thing with me. Mm. I'm perfectly healthy, I've carried this weight my whole life, but on the BMI scale, I am classed as obese. And you could have a rugby player that plays for England that is 23 stone, heavy, he will be morbidly obese. And if he goes to the doctor, he's told that he is that, but he's playing sports for England. Mm. So it's that kind of mindset that makes me wobble. Mm. How do you deal with it? I mean, I go and see my grandparents. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they are amazing and they've always supported me. And I feel sometimes people are so ignorant that you just really have to just be strong, ignore it, and go with people that love you. Surround yourself with love. Oh, oh my God, I can't really say anything after that. <laughs> just dance, Danielle. Okay, a few things that make me wobble, and the thing I think that makes me wobble the most is me. Like, I am my own worst enemy. I will exaggerate things in my head. I will take things out of context. I will. What, I, I am like literally making mad out of a molehill out of anything I can. And I stress myself out. And actually, if I then just say, or even write down, actually, like, I'm so stressed, I've got so much to do. And I actually write down, it's like three things I've got to do that will take me all of like half an hour. But I, I am my own worst enemy. I, I build things up into such a a big thing and I get myself into such a state that I make myself wobble. 
So that's basically what I need to Yeah, well, it's always ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I know it, it, you get the external voices or, you know, you know, all that sort of stuff comes in and everything is a reflection of us, of something that we're worried about or something that we're feeling. And I think it's just, it's just identifying it. What works? Other, is it exercise? I think talking to people, usually I, I'll usually call my sister and she'll know, oh God, all right, here we go. Because I'll be like, hi. Yeah, right. yeah. We're, we're in for the long haul, yeah. Um, yeah, talking to people that you know I know have got my back and will actually say, you're being an absolute moron here. Like, pull shit together, you're fine. Um, or exercise, yeah, they're, they're probably the two things that I'll rely on more than anything else. Yeah. And um, if people want to find you, if people want to sort of get involved, where's the best place to come, Danielle? Instagram. I love a good IG story, usually with a filter. Um, at Danielle Pisa. My <laughs> website's going live next week and it's daniellepisa.com. Great. Keep your eyes on it. Refresh, refresh. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. Felicity. Instagram, again, Felicity. Hey Ward, because I always say Hey Wood when I'm lazy. <laughs> but it's Hey Ward like the pickles. That's oh, lovely. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Look at everybody. Oh, oh, sure. oh, yeah, the pickles. Yeah. I definitely told a few guys yeah. that my family were the pickle family. Oh, you would. You know. Oh, good. <laughs> that that amazing story. Yeah. Really impressed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and self love beauty on Instagram as well. Great. And how and, and how can they sort of interact with that? How's best to sort of get involved if they've got a story? To tell. Um, I have a hashtag self love brings beauty or self love brings beauty gang if you want to get involved. Um, How lovely to have a community. It's really nice and I think one of the most amazing things about it is it's not just for plus size women that look like me and I think that's what people always assume when you see a curvier girl with a body positive message and the whole thing with me is I wanted something that was for everyone because if we you know we're we're a gang everyone in this room probably has the same amount of insecurities as someone else so i wanted something that was for you know young boys young girls guys you know women for everyone to have something that they can feel part of because a lot of a lot of the plus size influencers and you are a lot of them are my friends what they'll do is they'll create something that's purely for them and I understand why, because even in kind of fashion, we're so left behind with trends and everything. But if you keep segregating yourself and not making yourself an, a normality, mm. then you're not going to progress. It's the same thing with diversity in, in every, every type of the media. Diversity should be a normality. It should not be tokenism. No. That's my point. Good. <laughs> well said. Very, very good. Amen. So, well, I mean, there's tons of places you can find me. I get around. Um, <laughs> so we've got birdie.co.uk. Um, you can find us on Instagram at birdiebeauty.uk. And then also on Facebook, we've got our Facebook page, but we've also got the British Beauty Line, which is our kind of Facebook community where you can come and chat and ask any questions, whether you're in, you know, you want a new mascara or you just want to ask some advice or have a chat. We're there. And also, I'm on Instagram at Amy underscore Lawrenson. Lovely. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much Thank you. for being on Wobble. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you so much. <laughs>